Вы смотрите слишком много фильмов. Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary. A podcast about documentaries. Obviously. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Jess McDonald. Uh, so welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary. How's everyone doing? I'm good. We are great. Cool. Jess, you're here. Yes. My co-host. Yep. You're always here. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing special about that. No. Not fucking recognition for that. All right. Jesus. I'll leave now. You're demanding. <laughs> Monrock, you're here. I am here. I'm present. For the next two episodes. I'm ready it to is roll. Monrock Month on Monrock. this documentary <laughs> podcast. Mon Mon Month. <laughs> I like it. So we are, we're talking about the red pill. Oof. Yay. What an interesting <laughs> documentary. I, I tried to book several comics for this, and several of them turned me down. I actually just mean one. And I asked Monrock first, and she was in New York. And then the other comic watched the documentary and was like, nope. Not really? doing it. Really? Why? Was it a female comic? Yeah. Yeah. And she said she had too many feelings on it. And I was like, that's why you should do yeah. it. That's why we want to talk about it. Because we all have feelings on it. But it's fine. I just think that the fact that We did it. We're yeah. here now. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's called the men's rights movement kind of puts people on the defensive. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Like, definitely. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> but then you watch the documentary and you were just like, oh, these are all really nice guys get just getting screwed by women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it definitely comes off that way. Some this, of those guys were so sweet, man. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they, like, what, they could have really been nice. my dad. Yeah, yeah, they definitely it it definitely paints a different picture of the men's rights movement. I don't know that it touched on all of the men's rights movement though. There were there was a lot like, missing. There was, yeah. yeah, there was a good amount missing. We'll we'll get into it though. Just to um, go over some of the basics, the red pill. It's a documentary. I don't know why I put my notes behind me. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately, and every time I immediately regret it. Anyway. It's uh, directed by Cassie J. Tried to get her on the podcast, but she wasn't available. And then they gave us Warren Farrell's information, who's also in the documentary, and we couldn't get him either. Which I was kind of looking forward to that, so I'm a little sad now. Yeah, that would have been interesting. He's a key figure in it, but uh, too short notice. And uh, Dad's here, here is impatient, so fuck that. Couldn't wait. <laughs> uh, directed by Cassie J. It was released October 7th, 2016. This is the synopsis from the official website. When a feminist filmmaker sets out to document the mysterious and polarizing world of the men's rights movement, she begins to question her own beliefs. The Red Pill chronicles Cassie J's journey exploring an alternate perspective on gender equality, power, and privilege. Ooh. <laughs> it's a riveting, riveting synopsis. And I remember seeing the... The trailer and being like, wow, that's that's something I need to see. And I remember I watched it like as soon as it came out. This is really casual of me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just sitting, looking over my shoulder. Oh, you two still here? I was just riffing on this documentary. Uh, it won Best of Festival, Excellence in Directing Documentary, and Excellence in Producing a Documentary 
at the 2017 Idlewild International Festival of Cinema. I mean, it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, it I could it have been shot too. a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, and it I, was financed on Kickstarter, right? Um, and I don't really think that there was any real need for Cassie to even be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think people might have even taken it better if she, if she wasn't. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. She, didn't, she didn't like personally bring a lot to the table because I wouldn't even say that she was an ardent feminist what like right. even when it started yeah and so it's just like okay so you questioned some of your beliefs but were your beliefs that strongly founded to begin with i'm not i'm not so sure yeah, yeah. i found her to be a little bit prosaic on camera i didn't feel like she was really bringing she wasn't bringing it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, it would have i think been a more powerful documentary without her journey like that made it feel kind of like self-serving like look at yeah, me yeah like the, she what... did that intro in the beginning where she just talked about herself and uh, and basically listed her entire resume it's like what, what? Yeah. okay what? <laughs> and they showed like actual like clips from films she'd been in yeah it's like, it's like that's not even relevant no. at all yeah. it's like watching a montage of her yeah. parents having money yeah it's like, we yeah. know how you made those documentaries yeah. <laughs> we get it but uh, yeah, it, it centers around Cassie J. She's one of the main subjects. Wait a minute. How do you raise money on Kickstarter for men's rights? Well, that's where there's a lot of controversy behind this documentary. How do you even, she even get the funding from like wife beaters? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like she went and tried to get traditional funding for it. And everyone was like, oh, so you're going to shit on the men's rights movement. And she was like, no, it'll be fair and fair and balanced. And they were like, oh, fuck that. We're not giving you money for that. So then she had to go to Kickstarter. And that's kind of the, one of the criticisms is people are like, well, the, a bunch of men's rights activists funded this on Kickstarter. Oh. So it's not really fair. And that's she claims it's not true. She said like three out of the five people who donated money had no idea about the men's rights movement. But like, I don't know. Where did she get that? Yeah, they, I've run know. a Kickstarter. They don't give you a spreadsheet that yeah, yeah, with yeah, those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. demographics <laughs> in it. And one of the biggest donors was Mike Cernovich, who is a, he sometimes hosts the InfoWars show on Alex Jones, which is the show Alex Jones hosts. Like he's an Alex Jones stand in, basically, and a huge right winger. And he donated $10,000. Okay, well, there it is. And I think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from because she does, she interviews a lot of men's rights activist types. And it is really kind of a forgiving portrayal of them. Like, you you honestly feel like they, they do a good job of conveying their message in this documentary, but there's so many things she doesn't really call them out on. Like, the, the things that are, like, on their website and their other writings. She brings up the one article that Paul Elam wrote, which was called uh, Bash bash a violent bitch month yeah yeah she brings that up and then she disputes it at the end and is like oh well it was a rebuttal to this other horrible article and then she never brings up any of his other articles yeah, at all which are like, also terrible it, it seemed like she was interviewing these really really sweet guys <laughs> yeah. like one had just been screwed in his divorce and lost custody of his kid and said that the family courts are rigged towards women and yada yada and i was like oh the, these guys are just you know they've had some they've had some bad experience and then i went 
to do some research on Red Pill or whatever their their websites are, and it's like, fuck these bitches, they should all die. (laughs) And it's just like, what? This wasn't in the thing? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. she really glosses over that. And I think she brings up that one article not just because it's... But is is that just internet trolling? Some you know, is, is. is that actually going on in the men's rights movement? Like, it, I know it, that, that one of them like is a subreddit. So like, there's like a yeah, a, like, there's the subreddit, all the comments, of, and that's where a lot of like the horrible stuff lives. But I also know that it does spread into the rest of it too. Like it uh, it doesn't only live on that one page. I'm sure she, yeah, I, I'm sure she just wouldn't want to interview any of those yeah, guys. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. So, but even even like the Paul Elam guy, I think she brought up that one article, the the bash a violent bitch article. Yeah, because not it's the, like the most famous example, but also it is the one that's sort of defensible, right? Because of what he was writing it in response to, and that's fine. You can make that argument, which it was a he was writing it in response to a Jezebel article, right. About women who had beaten their boyfriends, right, basically. Right. And that's fine, but there's, like you said, so many other examples where it's like, well, what you, were you writing that in response to? Well, because I think Was she... it like you don't trust someone's rape claim, and now you're writing an article like that? Because that's way fucking different. Because she, she brought up one of the... There was like an article about rape that she brought up in the beginning, too, when she brings up that one article. She also brought up... I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically saying that like women want to be raped, that there was an article on that website that said that, and she never brings that up again. It just gets... Yeah. Like, yeah. It just gets just like shown, and then it's like, oh, but the other one was, was like, there's a reason for that, and we're just not going to talk about that one. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad the documentary didn't end that way, with yeah. her being like, you know what? <laughs> want to get raped. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, that would have been bad. Because it does have quite a twist at the end. Yeah, oh yeah. Not that big of a twist. No. But, oh, no. but it, it's a twist. So who who did you think was the most interesting person in this documentary? Monrock. Go. Probably Karen, right? She looked like a she looked like a quintessential lesbian yeah. feminist. <laughs> and she was a men's rights activist. It was so bizarre. She's the one who was in the bar talking, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah brought she up has, the Boko, Boko has, Haram She has story. a YouTube channel, I think, called Girl Who Writes What, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And uh, she's basically, I don't know if she's an anti-feminist. No, but she, it said she was a honey badger. Like, yeah, that was, yeah. like, one of the yeah, one of which the are things. female men's rights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, she made a lot of good points. Yeah, yes. that's actually she who, really I, did. who yeah. I had listed to. I think that she across the board, yeah. When because, she said that all those little boys were burned in, in Africa. And yeah, did she brings anything. up yeah. the, the Boko Haram thing, yeah, which yeah. I thought was one of the most interesting points, where they we've really been told that story as this is a terrorist group that targets little girls. And, you know, the first thing we heard about them was that they kidnapped all these little girls. And what Karen brings up in this documentary is they had been pulling off terrorist attacks on schools for years before that. And in the one just like a month prior, they set like 200 boys on fire, burned them alive, and it didn't make the news. And she makes the point that, you know, they kind of they kidnapped those girls for attention. Like we weren't giving them attention when they were killing boys. But once they targeted girls... Now it's a news story. 
And she was like tying it into a bigger point about how men are disposable. The and underlying theme in the whole thing is that nobody gives a shit about men. Right, right. right. Which is kind of true. It's kind of true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry. Yeah. But like, it, I, I, one of the other really interesting things to me was like the, the workplace injuries. Like, I never realized that was so fucking imbalanced, where like 95% of workplace injuries and fatalities are men. Which makes sense now that it's been like said out, like now I, well, that I saw Well, because men are the ones working in, con- on construction right. sites. Right. And, I know and one woman who works on a construction site, and all the rest of people I know are men. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they brought it. One thing I did, they kept bringing up women and children first. Like, that's yeah, a yeah, thing yeah. we need to change. Like, you're going to be in a plane crash, and they announce that. And you're like, <laughs> no, no, I'm a man, and I'm equal. Get me off this plane. <laughs> like, the kids might need help, dude. Hang back. Oh, <laughs> you'll all get off, or you're all going to die. That's how plane crashes if work. Feminism, I, I, if, if, if it comes to that, man, where I don't get to go first, I'm going to have a real problem with that, man. And then you're going to be all over yeah. the red pill yeah, blogs then again. I'm, I'm joining. I'm, I'm actually already a member, if you guys aren't uh, aware of that. I'm, I'm already on their blogs. Yeah, we, you, while you were researching <laughs> while it. While I researching, I found out, I found one of my... I guess anti-feminist in quotes uh, <laughs> uh, videos on their page. And they were like, "See, th- this woman's right. All women should be submissive to men." Because <laughs> that was the point of the joke. That was not the point of the joke. I was just trying to say I don't really want to work that hard. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Oh man. <laughs> Men's rights icon, Mon Rock. Thank yeah. you for joining us today. No, I do. I mean, it is. I think it is. It is harder. It's. It is a harder lot in life, generally, to be a man. I think I would never want to be a man, but I'm also kind of lazy and into. Oh yeah, you know, see, cooking you, and see. I, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> see. I, I think being a man is great. Like I'd rather it, be a man personally. Really? Yeah, 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 I would. Yeah. If j- why? If just for the like no menstrual issues. Yeah, if no, that that is the first that is the first one that I'm I could really get behind that. Like you really uh, like I don't know. I feel like that's... I mean, I throw up on my period. You know, I've, I've told you this before. There's going to come a day where I throw up on this microphone because I have my period, and I prefer to not have she to go through that. throws up blood. Okay, not quite. Not quite. No? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess it it, it it depends how you value. Like, period, whatever. I'll just use the tampon, NBD. Um, <laughs> but... You know, you really like, man, there's a lot of pressure. There, it's just like, especially if you have a family to provide and just to, you gotta, you just gotta get up and go, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. Uh, I'd rather, I, yeah, I'd, I'll take a period. I, I mean, <laughs> pushing out a baby out of your vagina is also difficult. That seems like it would yeah, hurt. Yeah. So I, I don't know. For me personally, though, I just, I just wouldn't want to be a man. I think it is it is harder for them though too because they don't get to talk about their problems and that's where I don't envy them. Yeah, they're yeah. just like they don't shove get to it down. Right. You get a coffee and you go to work. Right. Yeah. 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 And like even the guys in the documentary were say, like saying that they get called wimps and like wusses yeah. for for trying to talk about these very real problems that do need to be solved. And I get to talk about my problems because I'm a woman and I'm allowed to be emotional and right. they don't get to do that and that's not fair. So that's not where I don't envy them and I agree with you. Trade off yeah. not allowed 
allowed to be president? I'm joking. There will be a woman president someday. <laughs> someday, right? It's not going to be me, will. but yeah. It's not going to be me. I'll not just be happy thing. if we they have another saying, president someday. They were, yeah. they were saying like, oh, there's only uh, this percentage of female CEOs. And it's like, dude, not everybody wants to be a freaking CEO. That's the yeah. woman. I don't. I mean, I think becoming a CEO or like ascending to that kind of level, that's not a gender thing. That's like a mentality. It's a personal. Yeah. It's, it's a personal. Like a lot of psychopaths yeah. are CEOs. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Like, and I, I don't think like that's definitely not a thing that only affects men or women. And I think that when you get into those levels, it's like not it's just are you crazy enough and bloodthirsty enough yeah right. and power hungry that far in your company right yeah. like you always hear about people who are like oh i started in the mail room and i was the ceo 15 years later it's like i bet you fucked a lot of people <laughs> over on the <laughs> way up yeah you probably spied on people and told on motherfuckers and just ruined lives yeah i don't value hard work like that <laughs> no i would almost rather you be born into it like, yeah fuck it Maybe not. No. That's a controversial <laughs> stance, I guess. Fuck these people working hard. Bunch of idiots. So um, what, what did you think was the, I don't know, funniest or saddest or most infuriating Moment. Oh my god, that insufferable woman at the end with the pink hair. Same. She was vile. Same. She was horrible. She was oh, really what hard a horrible to person. Yeah. Who speaks to another human being like that? Right. And it like was that much. Oh, hate, and it, like hate that she's she's the problem. Yeah, like, and she like she had good points on her piece of paper, but she just kept screaming and yeah, swearing yeah, yeah, at this yeah, dude. And yeah. it's like you're making everybody look bad. Nobody wants to listen. Yeah, to that. well, yeah. that's the, that's how she flipped it. I I felt like she really made she really made her look yeah. like the men's rights, <laughs> like <laughs> the thing that we're supposed to abhor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Not the best choice. If like if you were a feminist, yeah. I imagine you're you're watching that going, Oh no, not her. Yeah, not her. Like, like, like that's some Elizabeth pick. Warren type of woman. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. And oh, she yeah. did interview a couple people yeah. like that. But once and the woman's name was Big Red, which yeah. come on. <laughs> don't call yourself Big Red. Everyone else had names. Give yourself a name. Don't be weird. But yeah, in the part, the really infuriating part to me was when she's doing her sit down interview and she starts listing off all these things that feminists care about. And it's the exact same shit that they've been talking about that that the men's rights side the has same, been guys. talking about. It's the same thing. They're just doing it. It's it's they're just doing the same thing that that women were trying to do. It's it's the pendulum is swinging, I think. Like, women yeah. have been, it's just all about women now, and women's empowerment, and there's not enough women in the work, and women, women, march, women, women. <laughs> it's just like, there's got to be a backlash at some point. Well, and we oh, found yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we definitely we found, found it. it. So yeah. that's what's going on. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I, there's, I've seen it. Like, guys, they, they made it weird for men to even talk to you on the street. Like, guys can't even yeah. say what's up. It's weird now. It's it creepy. Is. It's like, do not talk to me. You're harassing me. Don't harass me. Stop. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And so now everyone's on their phones, like trying to run into a guy. I mean, it's just, it's it's hard out there. And Everyone's mean, single. And meanwhile, you can't, 
like headphones mean nothing to anyone anymore. Like I feel like it's it's just like you you can't if you it used to be if you're wearing headphones no one talked to you. Like that was the rule. That's how we decided if you could talk to a person <laughs> on the street. If they had headphones on, no, you don't talk to them. And now everybody If they will don't anyway. have headphones on, sure, give it a shot. <laughs> Run your fucking shit past them one time and see what happens. But if a person has headphones on, you fucking don't talk to that person. <laughs> that is true. And that is the reason. Like, I didn't realize because by getting this insanely beautiful dog, I would have to become a people person. Because right, everyone's going to want to talk to you. I had no idea. And literally with this dog, I am stopped on a five-minute walk 15 times. I mean, it is nonstop. What's her name? How old is she? Boy or girl? So I started wearing headphones. <laughs> People still stop and ask me questions about the dog. Put headphones on the dog. <laughs> that would be adorable. <laughs> and when they ask if they can pet your dog, say no. She's wearing headphones. <laughs> Learn some social rules. Oh, my God. Maybe. She's a good puppy, though. Yeah, Big Red was really frustrating. Yeah, she was really rough to, to because that, like the And there's that scene where they're outside... Because they, they were at some, like, speaking function, like a men's rights thing, where, like, a woman was trying to, to talk about just, like, men's issues or something. And they, like, pulled a fucking fire alarm. Yeah. And were, like, just banging like, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Screaming yeah. right outside. Like, no, don't oh do my that. God. Don't do that. Uncivilized. And it's, like, that's how, like, that's how you make Nazis. Like, yeah. Like, you get that, right? Like, you, like, no matter how hateful this person is being... Like if a college is letting them talk, yeah, it's probably it's probably okay. You're probably fine to just let it happen and you know just go on about your day. And there's they're like fucking riots every time. Yep, these people try to appear in public and say anything, and then you hear them talk on this documentary. And it's like maybe we should just let them talk. Like, yeah, it's really not that bad, and they make really valid right. some really valid points. Like, especially the stuff about uh, child custody and adoption, like all those stories about dudes, uh, like their kids were adopted. And they yeah, that had... was the saddest part for me, was that poor yeah. guy whose kid just got like adopted oh. right out from under him. It's like, don't do that to people. Why would you do that to people? Why yeah. would you ever? Yeah, the mom. But then she's like, it's it's because it's a patriarchal society, and that's where that's where all that comes from. Big Red was saying, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they make a good point is in the in the documentary when they ask, is it that patriarchy is responsible for gender roles, or is it like the other way around? Like maybe the gender roles were always there, and it just kind of led to this. And yeah. it's like it's still kind of the same issue. And it's it was really frustrating watching how or just seeing how far apart people are on these issues when they're essentially talking about the same thing. That and was what the one the one guy was saying. Uh, I can't. I think uh, Dr. Kimmel. That's what he was talking about when they brought up. Um, the domestic violence and he was like well on the men's rights side they're saying that domestic violence against men is real and it's prevalent and we and like we need to stop it but they're also saying down with women at the same time and they're getting really angry and really violent and then women are saying the same thing but nobody just meets in the middle and says let's all be anti-violence and let's all take care of the problem right and that's what the real problem is right it's like because i have problems 
I'm negating your problems and vice versa. So nobody's meeting in the middle just to figure it out. That's one thing they said on the thing. Like, apparently domestic violence is like almost 50-50. There are as many women just beating the shit out of their husbands. And they they don't do anything because they're not going to hit a woman. And then it's shameful. So they don't want to report it. Or the police show up and they arrest the dude. I had a friend growing up. I remember I would go to her house. Mind you, they were Latino, but whatever. The mom <laughs> had a hot temper. She just used to throw... I think it's called pla- a spicy temper. Yeah. <laughs> she used to throw dinnerware at her husband's head. Jesus. Yeah, when they would get in fights. And it yeah, was that's just, insane. It was just cash. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's bad times. Yeah, in the documentary, I think at the the time she filmed it and whatever statistics she was looking at, I think they said it was like one in five women and one in six men or something. Yeah. And now it's one in four women and one in seven men have been the victim of serious injury as a result of domestic violence at the hands of their partner. That one guy was like, he's like, yeah, you know, when my wife starts and she starts stabbing me and throwing things at me, I just go outside so the neighbors know that it's not me. I yeah. like, no. Yeah, he just stands, <laughs> so out, stands so outside. So sad. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they brought up domestic shelter vi- or domestic violence shelters for men, which there's like one. Yeah, there's one in the entire in nation. In the entire nation. Uh, there was another, I don't know if I wrote her name down, but there was the woman who started the first domestic violence shelter. The one in England? That yeah. woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name either, but I know exactly who Yeah, and about. she was, they profiled her around that same section, and that she mentioned when she started her first domestic violence shelter, she said something like 68 of the first 100 women who came in were as violent as the people they were fleeing from and as violent toward their children. It's just they had somewhere to go. But the the idea is that it always stems from a man, right? Either your sure, father sure. left you or abused you or you were molested and right. that's how a woman ends up like that. It always comes... There's always supposed yeah. to be an explanation behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the theme is that men are responsible for everything. Yeah, but maybe their mom beat them and yeah, they turned, out, turned around and yeah, thought that's how it goes. Yeah, maybe it was their mom, but who beat the mom? The mm. dad. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, it's always us. Like, are, are, are women inherently violent out of nowhere? Or is it always the fault of a man? I don't, I don't th- know. I, I don't think it's always the fault of a man. I mean, I think that, it, like, you can have psychological issues from growing up. But- I have anger issues, and my parents were I mean they were exemplary parents and I still have a t- I have a temper that just comes from me. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean I think it, it all varies. Like everything that runs in a family starts with someone. So it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't mean it's been in that family forever. Right. But yeah, I mean all these issues always stem from something. And yeah, I did I it was really interesting how equal because one of the things that bothered me, I think the same guy you just brought up who was talking about, well, why don't we all just meet in the middle? I think at one point he also said something like, well, if there were women out or it was one of the two because she inter- interviews two really like liberal types mm-hmm. that they're and they like were kind of back to back. So I sort of yeah, it bled together for me. And I don't remember if it was the man or the woman, but one of them was like, well, if there were that many women out there beating on men, we would have statistics to support that. 
It's like, do you not look at statistics? Yeah, because there we do. Statistics. We do yeah. have them. Like, you, you care this much, but you don't look when info like that rolls out every year? Yeah. Like, that That was frustrating, Well, yeah, because the, the liberal people that were interviewed were so quick to write everything off, and they even did, like, a like a callous sort of condescending laugh about things. Like, yeah. they each did it, and yeah. it was like, but you're supposed to be the one that cares about issues. Like, why yeah. are you being this way? It was very off-putting. Yeah. I think that was Cassie's best performance or her best performances when when she was interviewing those people and they would give like a crazy answer and she was just like mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah really okay. that doesn't sound right yeah. let's throw to big red <laughs> to back up your point she oh. really did demonize some of those feminists so if you uh if you had to make this documentary into a drinking game you would drink every time what happened any ideas? I don't know. Well, you can start every time there's a video diary. That's a that's a good point to start drinking. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic, so I'm always drinking no <laughs> oh, matter that makes what. Sense. Yeah, I don't wait for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would drink every time. Remember Dean Esme? Yeah, the one who looked like comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I would drink every time he talked with his eyes closed, which was constantly <laughs> yeah. every interview. He was like. What you don't get is that we all think the same uh, yeah. thing. And his <laughs> eyes would like open but still be closed while he was talking. And then he gave that that speech in public and his hand was like fucking shaking. And that guy was adorable. <laughs> like there's so sweet. Yeah, there's no way See, he needed more is, hugs in his I life. I think a lot of yeah. your opinion you, your opinions are based from, you know, your personal experience. If you have a bad experience with men, you're going to hate men. For me, it's very hard for me to jump on board with this whole all men are assholes, they're evil, they're out to get us and keep us down because I don't feel that way in my personal life, which almost feels wrong to say that right. I, I literally have never felt held back from anything because of my gender. I I feel like... I'm in a better position in, in, in my life because because I'm a woman. And uh, I have had great relationships with men, my father, all my friends. And so for me, it's very hard. But then I see all these other people that have been raped and beaten and gone through all these horrible things. So, you know. I mean, I've been through a lot. I'm not going to go into the a lot yeah. that I've been through. I've been through a lot. And I don't blame men as a whole. Is right. The difference. So I might have in the beginning, like when, like when I was first like forming my own opinions as an adult, I got a lot more militant in my beliefs. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a protective thing, right? But right. now it's like I have empathy for other human beings, and I'm like, okay, well, it's a case by case basis. Not every man's a shitbag. I know that for a fact, and. I think more people need to swing in that direction where even if you've been through some bad things, I mean, take your time getting there, but eventually figure out everybody goes through their own shit and everybody's a human being and it's okay. Yeah, because when when you have those blanket statements and you live that way, I feel like you just draw more of that negativity towards you. Right. So you've got to change your mindset. That's the only way out. Right. Yeah, and it's that thinking that there's always a s- one central enemy that's the cause of all your problems is a really dangerous way to think. Right. Like no matter what side you're on, be it if you're a right-wing conservative and you think all Muslims are the enemy, 
That's a huge fucking problem. But there's also people on the left who are like, straight white males. That's the enemy. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah that's uh, oversimplifying it a little like, bit. Quite a lot, Just actually. a little. <laughs> like, there's, it's more like, you know, I mean, the, the divide in this country that really matters is rich people and poor people. Right, right, right. And from there, it's just varying degrees of who's being oppressed and how. Like, beyond that, there's like 99% of us that are on the same team, basically. But like, we can't agree none of us that have we're on shit. The, right. But it's better for the people at the top if we're all divided and fighting over something. Right. And it, it's like lately the seems like on the left or I guess like the radical left. I don't know what you want to call it. But it, there's a lot of straight white males are the enemy. And it's like I get it and I get that sometimes people are just joking when they say it. But it's still such a dangerous way to think because that's how fascism works. And that's how it starts. The first thing they do is convince you there's one common enemy that's the cause of all your problems. And once they're out of society, we'll all be fine. It doesn't fucking work that way. No. Nothing is ever that easy. And thinking that way never ends well. Right. I am the enemy, though. I, just <laughs> I will take all of you motherfuckers down before I'm done. But beyond that, Jeff's fine. Jeff's great. You know, Chet. Oh, Chet's Jeff. a nice guy. Oh, so uh, in closing, if there's one group that should watch this documentary, who should it be? I would say just all women. I think women yeah. just need to be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not completely fair and doesn't touch on some of the uglier aspects of the men's rights movement, it still brings up really good points that if you're just a rational thinking person, you shouldn't have issue with like like we should all generally agree on most of the things that right. come up in this and i think that's more the point it's it's not so much that well, they're trying to sell men's rights so much as maybe we should just all listen yeah because there's other. this consensus now that women are infallible and and there are a lot of vicious women out there that are destroying men's lives. And you can't say, you just can't say anything negative about women. Right. Women right. are untouchable. Yeah. They're the victims. They don't do anything wrong. And, and I think it's important to know that women can be just as bad as yeah. men can be. Yeah, Not necessarily in, I mean, in, in different ways too. They can be emotionally manipulative and oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And it's, I, I think it's, it's also a dangerous way to think in that if you agree with one thing someone on that side says, that in turn means you're endorsing everything about that person. Like right. it has to be an all or nothing proposition. And we will never agree on anything if that's how we're thinking. Because at some point you have to start finding some common ground, which boy are we not finding it. <laughs> Man, just not at all. But yeah, it's it's a good documentary. I think people should watch it. Netflix refused to add it for some reason. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's been added everywhere, pretty much everywhere else. It's uh, it was on it's on Hulu. I know. Yeah, yeah. And Amazon Prime also, if people want to go watch it, and I would recommend it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like I think I think it's worth watching. I think it brings up a lot of good points. It's not perfect, like most documentaries aren't, but. I think it's important. You watch it. I think it's important that yeah. people see it. Yeah, I agree. I'll agree. Yeah. Put it on Netflix. Quit being jerks. <laughs> Jeez. You seen some of the comedy specials you put up lately? 
Seriously. Woof. Because <laughs> we're comics. We <laughs> shit on other comics. It's fun. All right. We should get out of here so we can uh, record the next one. This is. Do we have anything to plug before we go? I, I don't know. How's Kooks doing? Where is Kooks? Kooks. Uh, you can follow Kooks at Kooks for President. <laughs> <laughs> Does Kooks have an Instagram? Yeah. Oh, cute. <laughs> go check out Kooks on Instagram, Kooks for President. And uh, subscribe to the rest of our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash unpops. $5 a month, you get all of our podcasts. You don't have to listen to all of them. Just listen to some of them. Still a good deal. Or listen to all of them. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why don't you give us your money? Honestly. In it for the money. All right. Let's get out of here. Jess, say goodbye. Bye. Monrock, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.